hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now with guest host Maria Ryan. Here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Of course, we have Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and I'm Dr. Maria. So good morning, Rudolph. Good morning, doctor. I'm not (laughs) feeling well this morning. You're not? (laughs) You know how many people do that to me? (laughs) I have the sniffles. I feel sick. I think I have COVID. I have COVID. Or people meet me for the first time. They show me their boo-boos. This hurts, doctor. That hurts, doctor. But we're going to start today on, you know, I just want to make sure when we talk about January 6th that people know us on Uncovering the Truth denounce all. All violence. We did We've, the first Sunday. We got a chance to do it. I did it the first moment I went on radio about it. I probably got the facts about January 6th faster than anybody, including the John Sullivan. I think I was the first to get the John Sullivan tape. It has to be two hours after it was made. And you and I, Dr. Maria and I, collected by virtue of the position we were in, people gave us a lot of evidence of Which all we, kinds about January 6th. Not the simplified picture of it was the Trump people, or it wasn't the Trump people, but a, a rather complex picture of a lot of gif- different, I don't know what you call them, activist groups, strange groups, off-the-chart groups that were playing a role in it. Not violent groups, by the way. But this is a much more complicated picture. Right, Doctor? Right. So a lot of people have been writing me that they're really turned off about January 6th because it appears very partisan. Certainly the way it was formed, it definitely seems that way. There's no ranking Republican. Nancy Pelosi denied other Republicans who wanted to be on the committee. And it's all one way. When we, the American people, have questions, why did some police officers let people in? How many FBI were there instigating people to breach the Capitol? Um, What other groups were involved besides Proud Boys? So I do really, really want you guys to do me a favor. Please go to rudyscommonsense.com or you could go to his Rumble channel and please look at the latest podcasts. Rudy has hundreds of podcasts, again, going back to January 7th. You'll really appreciate the one that we put out yesterday because yes, we know that there was bad actors in there and they were a little bit violent, but we also know Antifa was strongly Uh, encouraging people to go to Washington prior to January 6th. The minute President Trump put out that he was going to have a rally at the eclipse January 6th, this uh, guy, John Sullivan, whom the mayor talked about, was putting out, let's go, comrades, let's go, let's blank this. I I can't even say the language he used. But if you go to the podcast, yeah, if you go to the podcast, you're going to see video after video of you, the American citizens who were there at the Capitol, who were saying, this is what I witnessed. I witnessed busloads of Antifa. In one of the videos, you could see an Antifa guy trying to break a window in the Trump 
supporters pulled him down and the crowd cheered. You see Antifa supporters throwing things at the police. You see Trump supporters trying to make a barricade in front of the police to try to protect them. So I'm just saying there's more to this story and people are upset. Why would the January 6th committee have to hire an ex-ABC president who's an expert producer to produce this? Because they... Uh, come on, they, you know why? They wanted more attention for it, and they wanted to make it into it's, this, one of the. Several of them admitted it. There's a political issue. There's no longer an issue. They could talk about crimes and this and that and the other thing. Um, God, if you can convict any of these people of crimes, Schumer should uh, kind of check in right now for uh, creating the situation with the Supreme Court justice. I mean, nobody, nobody, not a single person, except John Sullivan, talked about the kinds of stuff Schumer was talking about, and John Sullivan has gone free. John Sullivan, the day before the rally, asked people to burn down the Capitol. John Sullivan made a tape in the rally of his own crime so he could make a couple hundred thousand from CNN. He broke in. He broke furniture. He encouraged other people to break furniture. He encouraged other people to be violent. And he took the video of Ashley Babbitt in such a way as if it appeared as if he completely avoided taking a shot of the shooter, the killer. And when you look at it clearly now with a new aspect that we have on mm-hmm. it, uh, which will be yeah, on my behind, podcast. A little bit behind. Edited and produced and put together by Dr. Maria Mar- Mar- Ryan, brilliantly, by the way. When, when you see her body fall, she's about seven, eight, ten feet off the ground. Unless this woman stretches herself, she was picked up. She couldn't be at that height without having been picked up. Plus, there's another video where you it's a little harder to see, but you see it being lifted up. She was put up as a target. And you're telling me you're not investigating that? You took two months to investigate it, put out a scant bit of evidence. All the evidence, by the way, raises more questions. His own colleague said they never heard him utter a warning. Right, like, I have a gun, stop, or anything like that. None of them were stupid enough to say they were in fear of their lives because they weren't. She was a five-foot-two woman, unarmed, being thrown over the top or jumping over the top of a barricade which means she would have fallen and you could put handcuffs on her if you were a 10-year-old. She was very teeny. And on rudyscommonsense.com, you see the video of initially there was some officers in front of the doors, oh. and they walk away uh, right before uh, the shooting. It's no very odd. language as they abandoned their post. Who are they? Who asked them, why did you do that? So don't tell me this is some kind of fair hearing and the president is this and the president is that. I'm going to tell you straight out. I know that situation much better than they are. And I'll tell you another thing I am, a hell of a lot more honest than they are. The president of the United States had no advance warning of anything like that. He had nothing to do with the planning of it. And by the way, for once, the FBI agrees with me. Once again, we have a bunch of Democrats and rhino Republicans pursuing the president for something the FBI has found to be not true. He did not have anything to do with that. The FBI has said that. The FBI has said that, and they've come out and said there was no insurrection, yet mainstream media keeps using that term, insurrection. It was a a terrible, terrible situation. But here's why I can't watch the January 6th committee hearings either. I'm told that when they did their opening statements, they kept inferring that a police officer was killed at the Capitol. That's not true. The one that had all the publicity in the beginning that said a fire, he was bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher. Total lie. Total, total lie. By the New York Times. Yep. He, uh, the, he died the day after 
the riot, and he died of what the coroner says is natural causes. He died of a stroke. It looked like he had two strokes. No matter what happened the day before, he would have had those two strokes on that day and pass away. Two other uh, security officers or police officers, I don't know what to call them, died of suicide after the January 6th uh, riot. So a lot of people, conspiracy theories, right? Oh, Were they on. killed because they knew? To attribute uh, suicide to, tra- to that trauma, yeah. uh, you got to know an awful lot. You got to know an awful lot about the makeup of the psychology. You would never charge that as a homicide against anyone. And there was a homicide. Ashley Babbitt, it's yep. not being, but we got a big, big, big development in uh, America as fascist state. And uh, uh, why don't you describe it, Maria? Uh, why, why don't you put him on? Is he on the phone? Yep, he's gone at 10, 10, 10 or 10, 20. Okay. Cause, I don't, uh, I'm not sure. He's not on the phone. Okay. Oh, so when he calls in, we'll, we'll have a, another discussion about you. I mean, you just, just explain the situation right now as it exists between somebody vaccinated and somebody with natural immunity. Yeah, and we we will get into that. You know, I obviously because of my background, I look at studies all the time. And when I was going for my master's, my uh, master's statistic course, we used to rip apart studies to look. You know, what is the N? The N is the subject. How many people are involved? What were the controls look like? So you really have to decipher studies because, especially, we knew back in school that big pharma and other people would try to manipulate studies. And it's very easy to manipulate uh, to make their product look better. So I rip apart studies all the time. And most of the studies show, and there's one that's going to be coming out from Israel with a big N, big subject numbers, that do show that natural immunity, number one, lasts longer. And less people with natural immunity get a reinfection. Don't know really why that is. There's some thought that those who get a vaccine it actually get decreased immunity for some reason. And I'm not sure why yet. And I don't know if we all know why, but they're more apt to get a reinfection, although those reinfection rates are lower. But there are several really good studies um, in JAMA, which is a... Um, medical book, a medical magazine that we often look at, New England Journal of Medicine. Those are respectable uh, journals. So those are the ones that I typically look at. But I think at this day and age, vaccine mandates should be out. And if organizations want to make sure nobody has COVID, which I blame them for doing, have Everybody test before going in to an organization if that's what you need or want to make yourself feel better, then that's fine. But you can't exclude one person for not being vaccinated over another, especially if you're both going to take a test. So you're equal. And again, the studies show that those that have natural immunity, which means they got the infection, unfortunately, they're going to have stronger immunity for at least 20 months. They have we, stronger? Stronger immunity. Longer. Longer. And also less risk of infection. Less risk That's of right. infecting you others. Put it, you put and, what I said in 10 minutes down doctor, to two. In, in uh, non-scientific language, here's why it makes that sense to me. It's natural. And we still don't know if the vaccine works. I'm sorry. Go crazy. Go nuts. Vaccines are supposed to be tested for two to three years. 
You figure out if they work after two or three years for several reasons. Uh, is there a risk of creating further infections? You don't find that out right away. Are there side effects that don't emerge for a year or two? You don't find that out right away. This was, a, this was an experimental program. This was not Absolutely. done according to the book. Let's put it that yep. way. So it is legitimate for a person being forced to take a vaccine to consider, do I want to be an experiment? There are statistics you can look at, even the questionable statistics, so side effects. Mm -hmm. And then there's some other statistics that there's a claim are being withheld for us because of the avarice of the, of the, of the pharmaceutical industry and their effect on the CDC that show even more side effects. You can't blame the American people for not trusting the CDC. I'm no. sorry. They, they, they broke my heart. They, they <laughs> lie, and they do seem to come out most often on the side of where millions and trillions of dollars can be made. Yeah, you know, through this Sorry, whole pandemic, no. we actually started doing a, a show, and you started talking to me more and more for my medical expertise during the pandemic. And um, I've said it several times on this show, the CDC has broken my heart. I've worked with them for many years, and this was all politicized. The treatments were politicized. We, they're not releasing a lot of the VAERS data, which is inherently flawed because it's voluntarily reporting side effects, deaths. Um, so we do have some flaws in that system, but it's right now it's the best system we have, but they're hiding a lot of that data. And then this is a blockbuster and I need time the to print. The oh, not the royalties, the Pfizer documents that a judge oh. forced them to release. It wasn't Pfizer wanted their documents. They said, okay, we'll release documents in 75 years. Like, come on. But it shows in their clinical trials, which was, remember, this was Operation Warp Speed. This is the biggest problem I have during the Trump administration, and it was right at the end. Um, this, you can't do Operation Warp Speed on something like vaccines, especially a new technology like mRNA. But anyways, um, but the fact is, at this at the time, with the emergency we were facing, I was in favor of putting the vaccine out. And I commended both President Trump, and although he, even though Biden uh, kind of tried to, I don't know what Biden did, he tried to make it look like Trump didn't really develop the vaccine, he did. And I commended President uh, Biden for getting the vaccine out. Caveat, give people a choice. You are not doing a technically correct study. Here's where Fauci was right. When Fauci said it takes two, two and a half years to develop a vaccine, he was absolutely 100% correct. But then he put in all of the emergency uh, uh, provisions he could. And here's what Fauci did, according to Robert F. Kennedy's book, for which it's unforgivable, and many of them did. There's a profit motive here. If you developed a treatment like hydroxychloroquine, you wouldn't need the vaccine right away. Uh, if you, uh, if you um, find out that the vaccine only lasts for four months. It's less than that, okay, by the but way. Let's say but anyways. <laughs> do you put it out and make it $2 trillion knowing you're going to do four boosters and now you're going to make $5 trillion? Are they, are they discounting in America uh, natural immunity where it seems to be considered much higher in Europe? Because if you have natural immunity, you don't have to take a second booster and the third booster and the fourth right, booster. Right. I'm just talking $3, 4000000000000 trillion there. Yep. And now that I know that Fauci gets kickbacks, yep, follow the money. Plus all the other guys there. Yep. 
Yeah. Come on. How do you? Tr- I mean, poor American yeah. people. I, I, that's how I feel. Like we've been so um, fooled. In, in some of us not because we look at science, but the, here's what I have people telling me. My own doctor encouraged me to wear a mask or encouraged me to take the vaccine. Now, of course, we know masks, unfortunately, didn't prevent it. But we knew that before the pandemic, there was mask studies. Day one. Yeah. Day one, Dr. Maria Ryan, when I was told I had to wear a mask, said, <laughs> really? He said, the only mask that will work is a surgical mask. You got to be fitted for it. It's not a surgical mask. No, it's, you it's, know what I mean. Yeah, right. It's I a particular know. mask that has to be fitted to your you face. You use it in surgery. No, we don't use it in surgery. We use it for infectious diseases. If you're going into a room with somebody who has tuberculosis or ah, some, some airborne. Like, almost disease. like a hazmat outfit. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I've worn that hazmat outfit. But wow, here's I what I was going to say it. about the Pfizer documents. And I promise you, our great audience, our very intellectual audience, that I will read all thousands of thousands of pages and get more information. The only thing I know right now of what's been released is in their short study of those who were pregnant at the time lost their babies. We also knew in the study period of the myocarditis and the heart issues. Look at all the young athletes dropping dead after getting vaccinated. Aren't the the statistics in Europe suspiciously higher on the VAERS studies than in here? They don't have VAERS per se, but they seem to have a better system of recognizing side effects, deaths, permanent disability. So oh. death is really bad, right? There's no coming back from death. But a lot of people who have gotten mRNA vaccines are permanently disabled by neurological issues. Well, let's take a short break, and when we come right back, we're going to have a big, big development. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now with guest host Maria Ryan. Here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, we were talking a little bit about immunity versus vaccine immunity, and the studies absolutely are showing, and they have shown that natural immunity, so what natural immunity means is you got the virus, you got COVID-19, your body prepared to fight it, and you have antibodies to further infections, although... You could get a reinfection, but it's less than if you got a vaccine. But one thing that I've noticed is all over the Internet talking about Andrew Giuliani. Andrew Giuliani running for the governor of New York. Andrew is the best candidate to crime, but he seems to be barred from a debate. Andrew, are you on the line this morning? Yeah, Dr. Maria, great to be on with you. Uh, I will be, as of CBS, having to debate virtually because uh, I am the one candidate uh, who has uh, not chosen to get the vaccine. And to be honest, and uh, to the point that you were making there, uh, I've looked through the data on this. I've spoken to former White House doctor on this, and and I've seen that uh, at this point, uh, there's nothing that backs up any science that says that somebody with natural immunity uh, that, that is at my age 
should uh, inject themselves with this. And, and so I, I, I'm kind of flummoxed by this decision by CBS, especially after agreeing uh, to take multiple tests on the day of the debate. And if we've had the CDC director literally go on national television on CNN saying that the vaccine does not prevent transmission, uh, then I, I'm, I really want to hear a rational explanation for why I would not be able to be in the room uh, with the five other people, my three competitors uh, and Marsha Kramer and Maurice Dubois. You know, um, you are the front runner. And what I love about your campaign is it's grassroots all the way. You're the only one without a commercial, yet you're getting all the buzz because people believe <laughs> that you're going to make things better because you're not paid and bought by the party or or big pack donors that you really want to make New York better. Well, I think this and, is, uh, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is a good example here, uh, Maria, and looking at this. Right. I mean, I've you know, I I don't just say that, you know, I I believe we all you know should have a choice in this and immediately hand over your papers when asked. Um, I've lived this and and I don't think it's political as much as it is uh, just following the data and following the science on this, the real science, not the politicized science. And and as governor specifically, yeah, specifically as governor on this issue, that's what I would want to get back to. I wouldn't want I would want to allow the data and the numbers to lead the way when it comes to having New Yorkers make their own individual health choice. This should not be a governor. This should not be a health director that is putting a proverbial gun to your head and saying your health decision or your job. And to me, it's unconscionable. And as a gubernatorial candidate, if I don't stand up, then I don't know who would stand up. So I'm proud to stand (laughs) with all those New Yorkers that made the health decision not to do it. You've got about 10 of you that are running right now all throughout America, and I think I know everybody running for high office that will stand up. The rest of them will fold like a cheap suit, which is what politicians do most of the time. The vast majority of politicians, Andrew, would have taken that. They might have complained about it and said, I'm taking the vaccine because I have to. I still agree that people don't have to take it. Da, da, da. And they become like uh, you know, the ones who say, you wear a mask, but I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Andrew, well, I don't know. You know, I, I wish it were Father's Day next week. I'm proud of you. Oh, you know, I wish I could well, talk to well, CBC or have a bunch of doctors talk to CBS. I, I mean, CBS. I a question of both of you being the least knowledgeable on this. Just the facts, ma'am. First, is it true that a person who has natural immunity, a person who is vac- vaccinated, uh, have at least an equal chance of avoiding uh, reinfection? That's right. And that some studies show COVID natural better. Right. Many fact, studies, many. actually. Yep. Number two, in terms of, re- of transmitting it, equal? Equal. If not right, better on your, the natural immunity. Andrew, about, in other words, yeah. th- th- let's say they've all had the vaccine. I don't know if they had the, the disease, too. Let's say they all had the vaccine, and you're, uh, you're naturally immune. Basically, you're all in pretty much the same position. You, 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 you largely know, my, can't my, communicate with each other. My, my reading of all the studies uh, certainly uh, attests to that. But I think that's the point that I'm making here. And I think this is why 
you know, it's, it's so important for somebody like Dr. Maria to understand this and for New Yorkers to understand this. Uh, I, I'm not running to be, you know, your health commissioner. I'm not running to be somebody who dictates this. I think this should be everybody's individual decision that they should that they should really talk to their doctor about and doing this and really look at the numbers and look at the studies, not look at what CNN or MSNBC is posting, the same people that you know, are, are posting disinformation day in and day out. Uh, that it's you know based specifically on politics. Really dig into the data and the numbers on this, and make an informed decision. And that's what you're doing. That's what so many of your listeners are doing. Uh, and to me, that's that's the important part about this. This can't be the governor dictating on this. This can't be the mayor dictating on this. This can't be him threatening people's jobs on this. This has to be an individual health choice. Look, we've heard my body, my choice from the left. For so many years, when really it's two bo- two bodies and a choice, right? When it comes to that, but on this decision, for some reason, they want to completely ignore what we've heard. It's beyond absurd to me. Uh, it it is actually beyond absurd when the CDC, which if anything has gone way overboard on COVID, I believe there's a financial reason involved, but that's just me and and Robert Kennedy Jr. But if the CDC says that you are capable of participating in this without any undue risk. But what the hell does CBS care? I think you know, this it, is just, this is just like the, the studies that we've seen in the last, you know, three, four months where, you know, it shows that these cloth masks do not prevent transmission yet for a long time, up until, I think actually up until tomorrow, they were making our toddlers think about this, two to four year wear masks in school. That's, that's not a health-based decision. That's a political decision. And to take this out specifically on that one, on our youngest New Yorkers, um, again, to use the same word, is unconscionable. But that's what so much of this is. It is unconscionable. It's tough to believe that well, you know, so many of our, of our Americans on the left would, would choose to make a political decision out of this rather than really follow the health and the true science. Well, you're going to have a press conference on this at 11 o'clock, right? Where is, the, where is it located? Right in front of WCBS studio. Oh. People can watch it <laughs> on our Facebook Live. Yep, exactly. We figured we'd go right to the site of the uh, injustice. So right in front of WCBS studios. If they're not going to let me in there tomorrow, I might as well get a good look at it. And I want to be clear to New Yorkers here. I want to be clear to New Yorkers. Um, you know, I thought about whether or not I should participate in this debate or not, uh, but I thought it was so important to make sure uh, that this message got out there. So I have chosen – uh, at this point to make sure that I participate virtually. Uh, we, we are reserving the right for legal action against WCBS, and people can Good. read the letter on our social media. And we will broadcast uh, this press conference at 11 o'clock okay. on my Facebook. So go to at Andrew H. Giuliani to watch it. Yes, tell us. Uh, so that is at, say it again. At Andrew H. Giuliani. And I know people... Sometimes misspell Giuliani, so just make no. sure you go out there. I actually, I think I actually had a competitor misspell Giuliani. So, uh, well, but it's G I U L I A N I. We got to take a hard break. We got to take a hard break, and we'll be back right after that. WABC Talk Radio seventy seven WABC hoaxes and other fake news stories. People don't know if the videos that they're watching are real. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. These fake news stories affected the election. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with Dr. Maria. 
You should have seen it yesterday at the Staten Island uh, Food Fest. We went out to do both. Uh, uh, we went, well, frankly, we went out to help Andrew uh, at the Food Fest because he had to leave, and I stayed there and took pictures with lots of people in Staten Island. But I enjoy uh, seeing Dr. Maria in Staten Island because she comes from she comes from New Hampshire, and her whole experience is in Manhattan. And of course, you're in two different worlds, New Hampshire and Manhattan. <laughs> she goes to Staten Island. Think? She, there's this little smile she gets on her face, and I know that I know the smile. She she feels like she's home when she's in Staten yeah. Island. Yeah. And I got you. I got you on tape saying that. It's, uh, it's it on was kind of, of our, funny. It's on one of our social media. I think it's media. on your Facebook, which your Facebook it might be confusing to people because there's multiple accounts. You have to I'm look. Stick it on Instagram. <laughs> you have to look too. for the one with the check mark. People should see. I just asked you to compare Staten Island and New Hampshire. You'd never think there'd be a comparison. But you know, when I was mayor, I would get that feeling every time I went to Staten Island. Yeah. Here I was mayor of the biggest city in America, the most complex in the world. And I'd go to Staten Island, and we'd have a parade, and we'd go through somebody's backyard, and they'd invite me in for, for a barbecue. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean they're great yeah. people. They're, they're great. They're Staten normal. Island, I love you. <laughs> they are normal. Well, we have a lot of people who want to get their opinions in. Well, let's get them in. This is what the show hopes to do. A- get your opinions absolutely. in. Absolutely. Uh, Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. Good morning. Thanks for calling on me. Um, you know, I, I want to comment on this Ashley Babbitt because a lot of people don't uh, you, say yes, about uh, the, 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 this guy who shot her. First of all, it seems like the facts indicate that the hatred of the Republicans was so great that they, they may have actually set up a situation where so, they wanted somebody, they wanted one of the infiltrators to get shot. Not because they wanted to create a scene, but just because of their hatred of of the protesters, as we see, as borne out by the way the nature of their prosecutions, that they hate these people. Now, the reason I say this is because the shooter was interviewed, and he said they interviewed him, and, they, and, and he thought he was on such safe ground he could say whatever he wanted. So they said, "Well, when are you supposed to? Where are you supposed to aim at a person?" He said, "Center mass." Now, that implies center mass implies that the person is far away because, you know, you aim for the biggest part. It it implies that the person is already past you and posing some kind of threat. And it also implies that you don't shoot somebody from point blank range if if, if you're instructed to to aim for center mass. So he shot her at point blank range and he shot her in the neck. And, and if you see, he was hiding. The men were hiding. And all of a sudden, you come out. Now, one point, Rudy, that you may be a little off on is there was no barrier. There was a broken window. The reason she had to be raised up was because there was a broken window. Now, these guys were wasn't hiding. There part, wasn't there part of the, uh, wasn't there part of the, the uh, former existing wall that separated the Pelosi uh, inner chamber? It was like a door with windows. Oh, oh I, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, I mean, I know that. I've been, unfortunately, in that office. It's a combination of wood and, uh, and, and, um, glass. and glass. Yeah. But it's a barrier. I mean, it's put there so people can't come right, in. Right, right. It was shut. Yeah, that's what That's what I mean. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is un- unfortunate. And this officer, Bird. I, I'm just surprised. I forget what organization asked for a Freedom of Information Act on the investigation. Judicial Watch. Tom was it, I love that. Uh, but anyways, the people right next to Ashley were never interviewed. The great Tom Finn. It, it, it was a substandard investigation. Substandard. <laughs> yeah. he, if, she it, was unless, I, unless she was they the didn't only... give him all the documents, then I 
You know, other people did die that day. No Capitol Police officers. But not only was Ashley Babbitt killed inside the Capitol, but outside, one to two people. There's only one other that I know of. She was like in a tunnel area. Uh, The medical examiner, I believe, said it was a heart attack. There's grainy footage of her maybe, you know, being stompled. Maybe the police hit her. But it's that's a doubt. There's no doubt there was a credible amount of negligence involved in the handling of that woman. In the case of Ashley Babbitt, I think that the gentleman is absolutely correct. I'm not going to say I don't I don't decide, uh, you know, murder, negligent homicide from an investigation what i do decide for investigation is uh does there need to be more investigation or a charge and we're at that stage in this case it's never going to go anywhere there are so many questions that this this is a much closer case in which i've seen new york city police officers fired with attempts to prosecute them that is i'm just let's make it clear what it is it's the shooting of an unarmed woman who were who presented no danger to the officer for several reasons. She was small. She was being pushed through and pushed over, which means she's going to be unsteady when she came over the other side. He had police officers on his side. He had police officers on her side who weren't stopping her, who in many ways invited it by abandoning their post. This is a terrible, terrible case for self-defense. Terrible for anyone, cop or no cop. So uh, to have it covered up with a two- or three-month investigation, to have him not even asked uh, under oath, was he in fear for his life? Because the answer would have been a laugh. I mean, if he said he was in fear for his life, he should resign as a police officer. And nobody mentions it. A guy guy that timid shouldn't be a police officer. Have you heard Liz Cheney saying her apologies to the family? No, what I heard Liz Cheney do was completely lie and create and become an Adam Schiff, which he has become. Liz, Liz, uh, Liz Cheney has has now said that President Trump said that uh, that Vice President Pence should be hung. Now, uh, she has no uh, witness for that. She, uh, she will not tell us who told her that. The president has clearly denied it, and the people around him have clearly denied it. Now, uh, first of all, you don't go with a story like that, even if you have just one witness. And my challenge to Liz Cheney is, Produce the witness. Nobody's going to hurt this witness. All you guys are saying that Trump is this and that. There's nobody afraid to come forward and saying that if they said it. Liz, you've been on that committee. The committee is made up of one proven liar after another. Schiff leads the pack. The chairman's not far behind. They Oh, Ra- Raskin? Come on. He hasn't told the truth in about five years. You know what, Rudy? They all look cray-cray. You know, I have a couple words. I say holy macaroni, holy Jerusalem. I use wackadoodle. Here's my other one. They all look cray cray. Okay, now tell us what cray cray means. This is this is crazy. This is uh, this, this is, is a north. new Dr. Maria one. This is cray cray. Oh, crazy crazy. Yeah, crazy crazy. Like Raskin, his hair is all crazy. Adam Schiff with the bug this eyes. Like, like, it's like when you all say frickin' instead frickin'. of what we yeah, say Yeah, we in don't New York. say those. Like, I am not used to people, really, I'm not used to saying the word F. F word. The F word. And sometimes when you drop something, you may say, oh, shoot, or sugar. My mother used to say, oh, sugar. But we say frickin'. So they are masters of euphemism. <laughs> we try to be polite society. Well, that's your English background. <laughs> yes. Could, uh, so who's next English. on the line there? We got, got well, another good one. That was I a good one. I to go to, uh, hold on. Sorry. The, remember, remember. George. 
Here's this, George from Queens. I want to tell you about the network they put together. Yeah, too. hi. Hi, George. Yeah, hi, Mayor, and hi, Dr. Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. Actually, I'm not sure where to start, but I'll try to be, if I, I will be very, very brief. First of all, uh, voting for Andrew Giuliani is number one, and people should uh, get that out there because, because, because you will get the price of two for one. And I don't know whatever in the world, whatever in the world would be to stop anyone from thinking what this man did for our city, New York, our beloved city, which is going to pot, literally going to pot with this guy. Okay, so that's, so, so, so Dr. Mayor Giuliani, I wish him much luck. And both my wife, both my wife and I will be voting for him, hoping that he will take it and win it and then will be in much better shape. But the other thing that I wanted to mention, uh, there's, 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 with this insurrection, with this hearing, etc. why are the Republicans, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but why are the Republicans playing softball while all the Democrats are playing hardball? Every year, everything that they do, everything is hardball. They're constantly proven wrong with everything. And what do I love about Mayor Giuliani, and I love you very much, is because every day at 3 o'clock, you start repeating stuff over and over and over again about all the lies. And I hope that it gets to all 50 states. All these states should be up in arms, up in arms about what's going on. They lied about everything up till now. Why would anyone in the world believe these people? Why? Yeah, we do have and to why? take a tougher stance. Well, don't you yep. think, don't you think a, a, a self-respecting Republican would have challenged Cheney to produce her source for the president of the United States saying the vice president of the United States should be hung. Now, I was with the president. Not I, It was unlike when he campaigned when I was with him fully, pretty much. I was representing him, so I went to the law office a lot, and then I was in the White House a lot. So I was there and not there. I know his feelings toward Pence, even the, the, bad, the hard ones now. There's nothing in Donald Trump that would have him say that he, wanted to ha- he wants to hang Mike Pence. Well, the whole thing is and a I've sham, heard his right? anger at Mike Pence. I've heard the degree of his anger at him and the degree of why he thinks he didn't act properly. And honestly, I don't either, but it's deep legal discussion. However, there's no that, – that, I find that an incredible comment. So show me the proof. I, what do I do for my podcast? How much, how much support – she produces Oh, my it. goodness. You – it's like a PhD dissertation every time you prepare for a podcast. Would I say something like that even about Biden? <laughs> would I say something like that even about Biden if I didn't have support for it? Right, you would. Or could produce the support if yeah, I had to. Yeah, no, that's that's what the American people are upset about. And their best thing is not to watch it, right? If you're upset, don't give them any ratings. It's a show. But it's a show, and it's one perspective. There's no cross-examination, nothing. Well, there's, the, there's the damage right there. So Cheney yeah. says, the president of the United States told uh, people, his surrounding people, that he should be, uh, uh, he should be hung. Penn should be hung. Uh, 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 Madam Cheney, uh, who said that? Oh, I can't tell you. Well, when did they say it? Well, I don't know. Well, how many times did they say it? I don't know. Uh, well, who heard it? Uh, I don't know. Could they have heard it incorrectly? Well, I, I don't know. How about keep your mouth shut until you have proof you can put forward because, Cheney, you are on a committee that nobody trusts. This is, this is the Russian collusion, too. So we start off not trusting you. You've got to prove what you say. And you do not defame a president of the United States. Even if you hate him irrationally, 
with that kind of crap. You know, when I was uh, executive and I was in many hospitals, big, little, I used to do a thing called rumor busting because especially in the larger organizations, you you know, rumors can start. And so I would do rumor busting. Another rumor busting is that people wanted to overturn an election. That's not what it was about. So after the Electoral College was certified in every state, there was hearings in the, the citizens, say, of Pennsylvania or Michigan came forward and said, this is what I witnessed. This is what happened to me. So those legislators now learning that the election is their responsibility said, oh, my goodness, we sent in a false electoral certification. They wanted pre- a Vice President Pence to just send back their electoral uh, for like 10 days, I think, 10 or 14 days. At, at, because the courts wouldn't hear a single witness, which is unprecedented, on a motion for a preliminary injunction, you've got to tell me how that happened. And, and I was only involved in one case. I, I love to say, oh, you had all these cases. I was only directly involved in one, but I got reports on a number of others. They wouldn't hear witnesses. So we have 300 to 500 witnesses. Uh, we want this on the record for historic purposes. Otherwise, it'll be Giuliani made it up, Trump made it up. Well, you can go to the Georgia legislature, and you've got about 1,000 pages of sworn testimony from people in Georgia about how the election was stolen. Now, before you get to uh, how the vote was fraudulent, I'm sorry, how you get to stolen, now you've got to put this all together and you have to tabulate them and then see, is that enough votes to change the result? Yeah. I mean, a good thing for you to watch is 2,000 mules. Right. Only thing I'll emphasize to you is it's only a small part of the picture. 2,000 mules is about 20% of the fraud. Yep. However, it's enough, yep. if, you, if you believe it, if you, if you buy it, it's enough to overturn the election. Now, here's what I'd like to see if we're going to have an intelligent discussion. Go redo what they did and show me what they did wrong. Don't tell me. It's debunked. I've heard that for a year and you've been lying. Go prove it. Because so far on the Democrat side, they haven't proved the damn thing. And we've proved everything. But the media kisses there. When you come back, we'll tell you what they kiss. (laughs) We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. People don't know if the videos that they're watching are real. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani. These fake news stories affected the election. Here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Hotline. Now, with guest host Maria Ryan, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well, I really enjoyed the cat show this morning john castamatidi's show he always has very good guests and that's how you should start your day every sunday you start it with the it john castamatidi's and stay on for I'll us tell you, it beats the usual uh, talking heads where they put a guest on but they do most of the talking john brings up all the topics but he gives his he gives his um, I, I was a guest for many years on john's show before i was you know when, when, when i was before in that, were, on that a that radio side, personality. Yeah, until I joined the dirty profession. <laughs> uh, but um, I always appreciated John because he asked relevant questions. He gave you a chance to answer. Not one of these guys who's got to get his opinion in right away. Then he'll get his opinion and he'll give you a chance to challenge yeah. it. It's a, it's a very thoughtful interview. So I really recommend watching that uh, before us and listening to uh, Janine yeah. after it, who's o- o- always got a very, very 
not just a pointed uh, uh, opinion, but one she can defend really well. Unlike these, you know, unlike uh, Liz the liar Cheney, who says the president said to hang. Uh, yeah. Pence. Cray but, cray. She uh, seems who, so who, angry. Who, who who told you that? I I can't. I, I have probably a, Adam uh, Schiff. I got a call. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, I really want you to go to Rudy Giuliani. G I U L I A N I C S. That stands for common sense. Rudy Giuliani C S dot com in. Watch all the podcasts, but definitely take a look at this January 6th podcast. You'll be surprised how many witnesses came forward saying that Antifa was the one stirring a lot of the and problems. The point of it is this. I, it sounds like a lot of them are telling the truth. But you don't know and I don't know. And we don't know if the witnesses the committee uh, right, called right. are telling you the truth. You have to look we at know, it. We know, for example, they're not calling key witnesses. They're not calling... Uh, they're not calling anyone uh, to corroborate the fact, but we don't have to. We have to text. But the president asked for ten to 20,000 National Guard. Now, here's me as a lawyer uh, right away. How do you plan an insurrection? Your, your insurrectors, <laughs> if that's the right yeah, word, yeah. have not a single gun. They go to, uh, to overthrow the most powerful n- nation on earth without a gun, and you're going to bring... Ten to 20,000 guns on them? The conclusion I would come to is you're a traitor to your insurrectionists and you want to get them killed. So when you break down How something stupid. and you look at all the failure points, and I know they're gonna, other people are going to do this about the Capitol Police that day, but here's another failure point or something that you need to look at. Just like people being upset with George Floyd's situation, that's an excuse by the far left why they destroyed so much property in 2020 the summer of 2020 and that over 30 people were killed during those riots well it's because they were sick of police brutality so it was justified why did people even want to walk to the capitol and i'm not talking about the instigators who wanted violence the normal citizens were upset because nobody was taking the election fraud seriously give them an honest investigation and they would have accepted still it don't. if they knew it was, was honest i was listening to a wall street journal editor's talk last night and they're still in this trump did a terrible thing trump misled people trump did this hey guys hey guys you're the ones that don't know what the hell you're talking about uh yeah you, you, you uh, we could dispute whether the result uh uh gets affected i think i could do a pretty good job of showing you you can but there is now overwhelming evidence that there was significant voter fraud in the 2020 election. Tell me there. Do not tell me it was a perfect election. Do not tell me that Donald Trump was out of his mind or irrational to think, to have the opinion that this thing was possibly stolen from him. And then as more witnesses uh, come forward, stolen from him. Uh, he's entitled to that opinion without being labeled some kind of insurrectionist or without being labeled as provoking insurrection because he said it, because it's a legitimate opinion. I'm not telling you it's true. I believe it's true, but it's based on rational facts. Thousands, I'll say it one more time, thousands of affidavits to that effect. Now, stop it. Wake up. Grow up. You were wrong to do with the stolen election thing the same thing you did with the hard drive, which is to censor it. Yeah. You were wrong to do that. 
And you're wrong now to censor these January, to January 6th hearings and just producing their side of it. They did something extraordinary the other night. They connected, they, they put together a state network. Yeah. State as in communism yeah, and yeah. Nazism. It was all propaganda. CBS, NBC. Uh, uh, Even Fox. CNN, half, half of Fox. Fox. The National State Network, prime time. And we're discussing something and we learn nothing new other than Democrats hate Trump <laughs> and yeah. are willing to lie. And hate the truth, And by are the willing way. to lie and exaggerate about it. The minute anyone says insurrection, you know they are lying. You do not have an insurrection without a weapon. The FBI has said there's no proof of pre-planning and none on the part of Trump. Are we going to have another four years of them investigating what the FBI found not to be true just because they can brainwash people and then they get people that are smarter than everyone else on the Times, the Wall Street Journal? The president was outrageous in what he did in saying those things. This is the same thing they did to him over uh, Russian collusion. The president should not be speaking that way about Russian collusion. And everything was proven right, right? The president's obstructing justice. You know, if you're being falsely accused of a crime and you're defending yourself and you're saying to people, don't say that, don't say that. You're telling them, don't lie, don't lie. What they they refuse to uh, accept is that he's innocent. Well, you know, looking back, right, we we said, and especially you, you were his lawyer, that the Russian— Collusion was a hoax. You were right, right? Hundred percent. I'm not a I'm not a Russian agent, guys. Yep. And uh, COVID started in a wet ma- market. Lie started in a lab. You were right, and yep. I helped you with that. I, I, you know, it's not about me being right. The facts showed that early on, and I always used the colloquium in medicine: if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it is a duck. Fauci, Collins, everybody knew we were doing gain of function in that lab with the bat coronavirus. And now so we if, see his financial motive. Yep. And now we Big see the time, financial like, Which Robbie Kennedy motive. blew him apart yep. with in his book. The cheating, we, it did occur. I don't know. People get a blank stare when you talk about the cheating. Open up your mind and just look at the facts. And what we need to do is recognize it and put things into place that cheating, we can minimize it. I think there'll yeah. always be cheating, yeah. but we need to I've minimize it. I've got to make one, one last point that my friend, uh, my good friend who I respect very much, Michael Goodwin made, you know, 2020 is over. Move on, move on, move on. Polit- politically, I agree. Move on, move on, move on. But if you leave it, it's going to happen again. Yep. It has to be uncovered. This is, to why be do covered. we do the, why do we say that about Watergate? Watergate's over. Forget it. Let's move on. Because we don't want Watergate to happen again. It stayed for a long time. This is much worse than Watergate. If, if, I'm going to say this now, if, if us crazies are correct, like we have been on everything else that's been tested out, 100%, if we're correct about this, and the people who are on the other side who have been wrong about everything are wrong, you got a country that doesn't exist anymore. Well, thank you for joining us on Uncovering the Truth every Sunday, 10 a.m. and the mayor will see you Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Until we get show. the really great show on Sunday with Dr. Ryan uncovering <laughs> the truth. Have a great weekend. And listen to Andrew's, uh, 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 listen to Andrew's uh, tele- teleconference. It's coming up right now. It's going to be televised also.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 